This morning, I want to continue our series in uh, Up, In, and Out and the Triangle. And so I want us to do a quick review of the Triangle. If you remember, the Triangle is a tool to help us to remember the three most important relationships of every Christian. Up, in, and out. Up with God, in with other believers, and out to the world. And up is where we look to be in intimacy with God. In is where we look to live in community with the people of God. And out is where we seek to make an impact in the world for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Up, in, and out. Very simple. And the reason that we want to live up, in, and out is because that's how Jesus lived. If you read through the Gospels, you'll notice that Jesus developed, uh, he actually invested in three kinds of relationships. He invested in his up relationship with his heavenly father. He invested in his in relationship with his disciples. And he invested in his out relationship to a broken and hurting world. So up, in, and out. Up with God, in with other believers, and out to the world. And so this morning, we're going to look at and concentrate on the outward dimension. And so if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter 10. And we're going to begin this morning in verse 25. Luke chapter 10 beginning in verse 25. You guys all there? Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 25. And it says this. It says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replies, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And and this uh, expert in the law, he answers, Ah, I got it. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But this expert in the law, he wanted to justify himself. And so he asked Jesus a follow-up question. He says, hey, Jesus, so who is my neighbor? In response, Jesus told this parable. Listen carefully. This is Jesus speaking. And he tells this parable. He says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, 
brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, Oh, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. So there's a question that's been posed by this expert in the law. And the question is, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus helps this expert in the law to conclude that it's all about love. It's about loving God. And it's about loving your neighbor as yourself. Well, this expert in the law, he asks a follow-up question and he says, and so who is my neighbor? because there's so many people that can be my neighbor. Who is my neighbor? And so Jesus tells this story, and it's the story of a roadside mugging. It's this guy that, has, that gets jumped by these robbers, and they beat him, and they, and they steal all of his possessions, and they leave him for dead. Not one. Two respectable citizens of the community, a priest and a Levite, which is also a religious person, a priest and a Levite, they see this man on the side of the road and they pass him by and they neglect to offer help. But a Samaritan, he sees this man on the side of the road and he is moved with mercy. He is moved with compassion. And he renders aid. I love this painting. This painting is by Balthasar van Kortbende. He's a, uh, from Belgium. It's called The Good Samaritan. And if you can, uh, it's a little hard to see, but if you see all the way here, uh, he portrays the priest, the pastor, the, the reverend, he, he portrays him already having passed by this man who has been beaten. And then there's this Levite. He's kind of behind the trees there. He's also already passed him by, but he's kind of niele, and so he's like, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. And then there's this Samaritan. Now you have to understand that Samaritans in those days, they were considered unclean. They were despised and hated. Some scholars say that they were referred to as half-breeds, a people group that was despised and hated. And so, everyone that, so anyone that would hear this parable would never expect a Samaritan to be the hero of this story. But indeed, Jesus holds up this Samaritan to be the hero of this story. Jesus holds up this Samaritan to be 
the stellar example of neighborly love. And then Jesus says, go and do likewise. I think this parable is meant to disturb us. It's meant to make us feel a little uncomfortable because at one point or another in our lives, each of us have probably passed the needy and and we have neglected to offer aid. Tell me if this is not true. How many of you, when you're driving and, 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 and there's a stoplight and there's, you see a needy person on the side of the road, you, you, you kind of slow down to the stoplight and then you make sure your windows are rolled up and then you're like, hun, is, the, is, the, uh, is, the locks, uh, is all the doors locked? Let me press that button just in case. And then when the light turns green, there's a sigh of relief as you drive past and neglect to offer aid. I'm ashamed to admit, but that has happened on several occasions for me and my wife. We have passed the needy and refused to, and and neglected to offer aid. And so I think this parable is meant to disturb us. It's meant to It's meant to provoke and challenge us to reflect anew on what it means to love your neighbor as yourself, on what it means to reach out to a broken and hurting world and to make a difference, to make an impact for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. And so I want to offer just a few observations. And the first observation is this. The Samaritan was motivated internally. The Bible says that this Samaritan saw this man on the side of the road and he took pity on him. His heart was full of mercy. His heart was full of compassion for this man that has been beaten down and left for dead. And I think God is looking for hearts that are full of mercy, that are full of compassion, that have spent time with him in in the still, thin, quiet, and holy place, that, that place of solitude, that place of silence, so that our hearts have a heart after God's own heart, so that the things that are important to God are important to us, so that the things that burden God burden us. So that when God says, go, that our heart says, yes, Lord, we'll go and we'll do likewise. Being motivated internally is huge. It's no small thing. It's critical. Because watch this. You can actually do all kinds of good. You can actually be religious and spiritual and meet all kinds of needs without love. But the apostle Paul warns us about not having love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the apostle Paul says this. He says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. 
And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so I can move, remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. And so the question this morning for us is, are you motivated internally by love? Have you spent time with the Father? Has he refined your heart? so that you have a heart after God's own heart? Are you motivated internally by love? And the second thing is that this Samaritan was positioned correctly. He was positioned correctly. There's a lot of teaching out there that emphasizes positioning oneself to receive a blessing. I mean, there's even t-shirts that say blessed. And I have a t-shirt that says blessed. And I wear it sometimes. I say blessed. And there's bumper stickers that say blessed. There's hats that say blessed. And these teachings go something like this. If you say this saying, that you, then you will receive a blessing. If you do this thing, then you will receive a blessing. If you think this thought, then you will receive a blessing. If you pray this prayer, then you will receive a blessing. And I'm not against that. Make, make, make no mistake, I too want to be blessed. I, I too want to be the recipient of the overflow of God. I too want to be positioned in the right place at the right time to receive a blessing from the Lord. However, I think sometimes we can be too obsessed and too preoccupied about positioning ourselves to receive a blessing from the Lord. Maybe we need to pay less attention about positioning ourselves to be, to receive a blessing from the Lord. And instead to pay more attention about positioning ourselves to be a blessing. This, in this parable, the priest, he sees this man beaten, left for dead. And what does he do? He doesn't position himself to be a blessing. Instead, he passes by on the other side. This Levite, he works in the temple. It's a temple worker, religious guy. Sees this man beaten, beaten down, left for dead. What does he do? He doesn't position himself to be a blessing. Instead, he passes by on the other side. But a Samaritan sees this man beaten down, left for dead. He doesn't pass by on the other side. Instead, he positions himself to be 
a blessing. And then thirdly, the Samaritan gave sacrificially. He positioned himself to be a blessing and then he gave sacrificially. He gave of his own clothes as bandage. He gave of his own oil as soothing ointment. He gave of his own wine as disinfectant. He gave of his own donkey as transportation. He gave of his own money to pay the innkeeper. He gave sacrificially. He gave sacrificially of his money and resources. He gave sacrificially of his time and presence. He is a powerful example of what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. A powerful example of what it means to reach out to a broken and hurting world and make an impact, make a difference for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. And then Jesus says this. Jesus says, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the expert in law, oh, obvious. The one who had, who had shown him mercy, that Samaritan. And Jesus says, you, you go. And you do likewise. And perhaps the Lord's exhortation for us this morning is to go and do likewise. To go and love your neighbor as yourself. To go and reach out to a broken and hurting world and make a difference. There are a lot of people that are broken and hurting all around us. They have been beaten down by life. They've been left for dead. Will you love your neighbor as yourself? Will you reach out to a broken and hurting world and make an impact, make a difference for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name, one beaten person at a time? Motivated internally, positioned correctly, gave generously. Let us pray.